when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hey, everybody. If you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com slash stuff right now and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code stuff and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. Have you noticed that Jerry has a more aggressive countdown since we're shooting video now? Yeah. We're shooting video now. Yeah. For those of you not watching and just listening, like old school. Yeah. We uh, we have these on, on video. Potentially. Yeah. Jerry's aggressively counting down now. Yeah. He just yelled at us, three, two, one. And I keep, you know, we do two of these uh, at a time. Yeah. Um, and I always bring a shirt. And I always forget to change into it. Like oh yeah, you don't change it. Yeah, I feel like a jerk. No, well. no, I did change once the first time. <clears throat> well, today you have on your uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand shirt. I sure do. Shout out to Kevin and Bill. Yeah, hey, guys, if you're listening, you know everybody, <laughs> Mike, Joel, anybody. Yeah, that's who true. Ever had anything to do with that show? TV's Frank, who's now a successful tweeter. Yeah, I don't know if you follow him. No. He's a, he's pretty liberal. You know, Joel went out and did his own thing as well. Like, they're both yeah. doing similar versions of their previous job. Oh, what is it? Cinematic Titanic yeah. is Joel's, and, and then, then Rift Tracks is Mike's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm well aware. You know, um, Robert Lamb interviewed Joel Hodgson. Oh, yeah. On uh, And there's, like, a really awesome, lengthy blog interview on the Stuff to Blow Your Mind blog. Cool. Check it out. Yeah. So that's the intro for um, <laughs> commercial jingles, which is what we're talking about. That's right. Um, I really don't have anything except Chuck. Have you ever heard of a little uh, songwriter named Lynn Duddy? Nope. I hadn't either. Uh, apparently, Lynn Duddy wrote the I Love Bosco jingle, which I've never heard before. But it's listed as a, a famous jingle. So I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know half of these, actually. The I Love Bosco jingle, that's the one that we list? What's with this? <clears throat> and Barry Manilow wasn't in here. No, which let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Manilow, who I love. Sure. You, me, and I have seen him, Front Row Center in Vegas. Yeah. It was an awesome show. Did he? He looks a little scary now. Uh, I, 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 He's a great guy. I don't know if I'd want front row is all I'm saying. He, uh, it was cool. He said something to me. I had to go to the bathroom and I like went and left in the middle of one of the songs. And while he was singing, didn't miss a beat. He says to my back, don't leave now. It gets better. Are and then serious? just like went into the song. Yeah. And you moves like, <laughs> Barry Manilow just wow. talked to Josh. Yeah. Did you cool. hear it? Did you know it was 
Drake no, I didn't hear. I oh, came okay. back and she was still like, oh my God, did you hear? <laughs> wow. Yeah. But Barry Manilow, in addition to his incredible singing career, yeah, also is um, one of the better um, commercial jingle writers of all time. Yeah. Performed and co-wrote uh, jingles like Like a Good Neighbor, State Farm is there. That's a big one, man. They're still using that. Stuck on the Band-Aid because the Band-Aid stuck on me. That's for you. huge. Uh, grab a bucket of chicken. I haven't heard that one. Grab a bucket of chicken. It was like 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was for KFC, obviously. And uh, you deserve a break today at McDonald's. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. And he apparently recently did one for Dodge. I saw. I haven't oh, yeah. heard it either. Yeah. Uh, Randy Newman, obviously. He writes whatever pays the most. Right. <laughs> he wrote a bunch back in the day. And then this guy, Jim Brickman, who uh, made quite a name for himself with ads like, we are Flintstones kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the vitamins? Mm-hmm. I used to love those, but um, every once in a while, my mom would just buy the cheaper knockoff ones, yeah. and the difference in taste was oh, I'm sure. awful. So there was this spell where like, she would find like sticky knockoff Flintstone vitamins <laughs> like in my Lincoln Logs, <laughs> yeah. just stuck to things, because I'd just be like, oh, It would stick to whatever. Yeah, I'd, I'd just put it in my Lincoln Logs, because... I guess throwing it away was too difficult. Yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah. And then, of course, Lynn Duddy. And Lynn Duddy. And Brickman's other big one was uh, GE. We bring good things to light. Do you know how rich these people must be if they yeah. had even just a halfway decent agent? Well, it points out in this article, I don't know if it's still the case, but if you wrote the jingle, you own the rights to it. I know. I don't know if that's still, it seems like it should be. I guarantee you Manilo owns the rights to the ones that he wrote. He didn't need the tour. But he still does, although he likes to cancel once in a while. He just came. I had tickets for his Atlanta show. Oh, really? He just canceled it. Canceled. I'm not playing. Sorry. Huh. Day of. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty lame. Yeah, I thought so, too. Well, I hope he's all right. I was really into Barry Manlow when I was a kid. I know. For someone who ended up being like fairly cool with my music taste. <laughs> hey, I've got great <laughs> music taste, too, and I love Manlow. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying. All right. Let's get into this. Okay, so Chuck, what is a commercial jingle? It's one of these things that, you know, anybody can define it, but it's actually a little specific. Uh, Yeah, well, it is a song or a snippet um, of a hopefully memorable melody written about a product. Right. And that's the original jingle. We'll get into how it's changed over the years. Right. So um, it can have just about anything in it, like a slogan, like like a good neighbor State Farm is there. Yeah. It can have a phone number, like 800-588-2300. Empire. Today. Yeah. Good going. Um, it can have uh, call letters, like NBC. Yeah, that is, um, I looked into that. That is what they now call audio branding or an audio logo. Okay. Um, like the sound your computer makes when you open it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Apple has theirs, PCs have theirs, or the ding, ding, ding from NBC, like you just said. Mm-hmm. But that's a big business now. Or um, a CBS. <laughs> that jingle? Like, who can ever get rid of that one once it's in your head? Uh, but that's a new thing. Like, that's even more specific now than jingles are what they call audio branding. Like, Man, every time I hear the word branding, a little piece of me dies. <laughs> um, but the dude from the Human League, remember that band? Yeah, yeah. He has a company now that's, like, getting rich doing this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, basically, 
it's a little more complex than a jingle because they're trying to capture like the essence of your brand with a few notes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of like an LG dryer, instead of hearing ah! at the <laughs> right. end, it plays this little melody. It's like laundry's done. No, <laughs> what is that? Uh, no, it's a little melody, like a little dinging, chiming melody. Who did? Who was it that wrote the Yahoo one? Yahoo. Oh man, who was that? We were just talking about that recently. Oh, it was the guy who wrote, uh, oh man, I can't remember. Sorry. Oh, well. Somebody write in. It was in a previous podcast. Yeah. That's less than two months old. <laughs> yeah. It's all gone now. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. So anyway, that's audio branding. But. Oh, oh, it. we left out one other, uh, one other part of a jingle. It can also tout the benefits of a product. Yeah. Especially back in the day. That was huge. Like you'll wonder where the yellow went. When you brush your teeth with Pepsi Dent. Really? You're not familiar? No. Oh, yeah. I remember the Crest um, the Crest Patrol. Yeah. We make holes in teeth. Remember that? No. The, the oh, man, I'm, I wish I would look this stuff up. In the 70s, there was the, the cartoon of the Crest. I remember that. Yeah, and then there were the, 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 the Yuck Mouse. Who were the, the bad people in that? I don't remember the that. The enemies were the ones we make holes in teeth. Oh, okay. And that's who the cavity creeps. I know they're the cavity creeps. Nice. Wow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody. If you're building a deck at work and you want to supercharge it, check out Canva presentations. Work docs have been the same for too long, but Canva docs are different. They're visual. They grab readers' attention with images, charts, tables, and videos playable right in the doc. Plus, docs don't have to be just words on a page. You can make your docs pop with Canva docs. That's right. And Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, HR, ops, marketing, and more, Canva presentations can be the solution for you. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, adding images, graphics, charts, data visualizations, all from a massive media library. It's super easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. So start designing today at canva.com, designed for work. That's C-A-N-V-A dot com. All right, I'm firing on all cylinders. You know, um, <laughs> I remember being in like third grade, I think, and we got a bunch of promotional materials from the Crest Patrol, and it included a play of which I was, I think, a toothbrush. Oh, really? Ta- talk about infiltrating schools. Yeah, seriously. Like we put on a play about the Crest Patrol <laughs> in school. Wow, that is weird. It's a little weird. So, Chuck, 
Jingles. They've been around since the Egyptians, as I understand it. That is not true. Um, Technically, it is true because the Egyptians were around in the 1930s. Oh. <laughs> Funny guy. Christmas Eve 1926, they have credited the um, the Wheaties Quartet was singing about the Wheaties breakfast cereal as being the first, <laughs> Appropriately enough. first ever jingle. Um, and apparently Wheaties was in pretty bad shape and they're even going to get rid of it right. until they noticed that in markets where they were playing this song on the radio, Wheaties picked up. And they said, hey, maybe this jingles, maybe it's got something to it. I, they probably didn't call it a jingle at the time. Yeah. Um, and then they put it nationwide and Wheaties was saved. Yeah. Have you? Did you listen to it? No. Is it pretty bad? No, it's great. It sounds like the B-sharps. <clears throat> you know, it's barbershop quartet. It sounds like Baby on Board. Yeah. Except they're singing about Wheaties. So that whole Wheaties thing is pretty well established, but some still dispute it. And it depends on how you look at um, what a jingle is. Yeah. Um, whether that's the first one or not. But there's a song that was written in 1905 called In My Merry Oldmobile by Gus Edwards and uh, Vincent Bryan. And I didn't realize that people were named Vincent back in like 1905. Does that seem like a modern name to you? Seems more like 1940s to 1970s, maybe. Huh. Maybe. You know, there's a website that charts uh, popularity of names in a graph. I believe that. I bet you Vincent's pretty low back then. Um, but those two guys made In My Merry Oldsmobile, and Oldsmobile used it in the 30s. But it wasn't originally recorded or written for Oldsmobile to use. I think the guys just really liked their Oldsmobile. Oh, really? And so um, the author of this this article, Tim Faulkner, points out that you probably more accurately call it the first pop song licensed for commercial use. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So now. it's technically not a jingle. So the Wheaties Quartet still stands. Right. Christmas Eve, 1926, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is there any place more desolate than? <laughs> hey, it worked. Yeah. Because we still have Wheaties today. So the whole reason jingles came about, too, was because... You know, I'm all about my, like, 1930s consumer history. Yeah. And, like, in, in the 30s, like, consumer protection was, like, way stronger. And one of the things was direct advertising was very strict. That's so funny now. Yeah. like it's so, like, no holds barred now. You know, Australia's, like, going to town, uh, like, preventing direct marketing to kids. Oh, really? Yeah, they're really protecting their kids. Oh, cool. It is very cool. Plus um, beer. You can only market beer. Right, exactly. <laughs> Do you remember when there used to be like cigarette ads? And oh, yeah. Cuddy Sark ads and yeah. things like that? It's funny to look through, uh, if you go like to uh, antique places and they have old life magazine mm-hmm. stuff, you just look through the ads and it's like these happy people slowly killing themselves. Right, <laughs> with merits. Yep. Um, so, but in, in the 30s, like if you wanted to get an ad on the radio, you pretty much had to buy some time. Yeah like a half hour or an hour and put on a program. And hence we have things like the King Biscuit Flower Hour. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, or the uh, General Motors um, car thriller mysteries. Right. You know? Whatever. And at first I think it was really boring and dull and dumb, and they figured out that consumers were a little more savvy and were not really willing to share their time yeah. for something that's just an ad, like an infomercial. Right. So they, they started to make things like The Shadow and Little Orphan Annie, yeah. um, and they they made them so they could advertise, but eventually it gave us radio programming, and then 
ultimately TV programming, yeah. as we understand it today, were basically born out of this desire to advertise to radio listeners in the 30s. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize this, or I, I realized, I guess, but it's just hard to imagine these days because it's so advertising is so all over the place. Mm-hmm. But back then, you had direct-to-consumer sales, one-on-one. You go to a store or you have a traveling salesman come to your house right. to sell a vacuum cleaner or whatever. And uh, the ads back in the day uh, kind of bore that out. They were basically real matter-of-fact and kind of dry and really just bullet-pointed bullet how our product is better than the other. Right, exactly. It's very boring, very dry. Like our spats are better than our competitors' spats because they're <laughs> made with um, virgin baby goat skin. <laughs> That's right. But with the popularity of radio, uh, things changed, and they realized that jingles uh, could make a real impact. You know, And they did. Because it's music. As the Wheaties Quartet proved pretty early on, um, and just right out of the gate, people started really paying attention to this and they brought the field of psychology in and psychology started cranking out books that basically guided advertisers and companies on how to reach these audiences, like who's listening when and like how to talk to them. And, um, yeah, but it, they, it just basically exploded overnight and it was all largely thanks to the jingle. Yeah, and you know, the early on, and I think it still holds true today, if you want to be a successful jingle, it's got to be very simple. Yeah. You got to have a repetition. Yeah. Um, you got to have rhyming is good. It is. It helps stick in your head a little more. And before you know it, it's become part of your consciousness for like life. Yeah. Like they point out here in the article, the Oscar Mayer, uh, baloney song. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who grew up in the seventies can sing that word for word today. Unless you just weren't paying attention as a kid. Do you want to sing a little of it? Well, no. Do you? No. <laughs> My baloney has a first name. Mm-hmm. It's O-S-C-A-R. Yeah. And the plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Like, right. these things get burned into the collective consciousness, basically. Or um, Costanza. <laughs> What's that? From Seinfeld. Remember, like, George gets a girlfriend because he uh, he associates his name with that by Menon. Oh really? But he goes Costanza, and the the, the woman doesn't even like him, but she can't get him out of her head because that <laughs> Costanza's in there, which you would funny. call an earworm. Yeah, which we've talked about. It feels like before, right? I think so, but we may as well talk about the Orverm. Is that in, how you pronounce it? In German, it's Orverm. Yeah, and uh, everyone knows it. Uh, what an earworm is. It's when it a song or a part of a song gets stuck in your head. Uh, sometimes inexplicably, explicably, <laughs> inexplicably, something weird got stuck in your head. <laughs> like you wake up in the morning and the song is in your head. Yeah, you hadn't heard it in weeks, months, years, who knows? But it's just there, and they don't really know how it works either. No, but a couple of uh, very smart guys in the seventies uh, got together. Their names were Alan Badley and Graham Hitch. And they, um, I think they're responsible for coming up with the idea of the working memory. Badley and Hitch sounds like a seventies pop group. More it than does. It sounds like research. Well, they went on to write the hustle. Okay. Um, but the, uh, Badley and Hitch first, um, I guess have investigated working memory and they came up with this thing called the, um, f- the phonological loop. Yeah. Right. Which is, 
an earworm mm-hmm. or a snippet of music or a a sentence, whatever. It's running around. You can almost see it right. tracing this track in your head mm-hmm. over and over again. That's the phonological loop, and it's made up of two parts, right? The yes. phonological store, which is your inner ear, which hears it, mm-hmm. and then the articulatory rehearsal system, yeah. which is you driving yourself totally insane by saying it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, repeating it. It's how we learn to talk, right? Yeah, or learn a foreign language. Um, and they think that this phonological um, loop is basically an earworm hitching a ride on this neurological process that we have naturally and basically exploiting it for commercial purposes. Wow. Happens more in women, supposedly. Yeah. More in musicians, supposedly. And uh, if you have OCD... It might really present a problem with you. That was a really good episode of ours, if you ask me. OCD? Mm-hmm. Remember you yeah, talked about uh, David Sedaris licks light switches, <laughs> I think? Yeah. In his book he did. I don't know if that's real. Yeah. I think it is, though. Um, how to get rid of an earworm. There's all kinds of things you can try, like actually hearing the song in full. Um, like um, if you can't get uh, Call Me Maybe out of your head, right? just go listen to Call Me Maybe. Uh, sometimes singing it yourself all the way through can do it. You could sing Call Me Maybe. You could vanquish it from your mind. Yeah. But there's really no surefire way that those are just little tricks. Yeah. I heard someone say something about listening to Rush. We'll get rid of it. Rush Limbaugh. Oh, was that what it was? Because yeah. <laughs> you just get so mad. Right. Um, pr- uh, who's Professor Kalaris? So he's the one who's basically, he's a University of Cincinnati professor. He's in the earworm article. Oh, okay. And he has dedicated his career to basically exploring earworms, figuring out how to, <laughs> how they work, Is why they work. Is field? Um, I think he's made a name for himself in it. All right. He appears in not one, but two How Stuff Works articles, so. Yeah, true. He's arrived. Uh, so what he's done um, through surveys, he said it's obviously... All up to the person is very individual as far as what songs get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. But he put together through some surveys uh, what he calls the playlist from hell. And I would have to agree. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to see this updated because it's a little dated. A little bit. I mean, I'm sure that one, uh, Party Rock, is got to be at the top of the list. I don't know that one. Party Rock is in the house tonight. <laughs> I don't know that at all. The, you're, there's, it's literally impossible that you have not heard Party Rock. Is it a song? Yes. I have not heard it. I will play it for you. And you'll be like, oh, okay. Is it like a pop song? Yeah. It's not a commercial. It's everything. It's inescapable. <laughs> it is the alpha and the omega. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's just not possible you haven't heard it. All right. Uh, but his playlist from hell includes uh, the Baby Beck Ribs Chili's Jingle, which yeah. we won't even say out loud. <laughs> uh, the Baja Men's Who Let the Dogs Out. That's a good one. Queen's We Will Rock You. That's another good one. That's a good one, but I don't I don't know. That doesn't strike me as particularly earwormy. Yeah, I could see yeah. Um Give Me a Break. That's a good one, too. That Kit Kat Bar. Uh, the Mission Impossible theme. I think it's funny that this is on here because I had an experience with that uh, when I lived in New Jersey. It was when I think the first Mission Impossible movie came out and U2 did mm-hmm. the update mm-hmm. of the theme. That thing was stuck in my head for like three days. I was walking around just going, dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun. And like coming crazy. up on corners really quick <laughs> yeah. and like looking around doing a tuck and roll. It was crazy. So 
that didn't surprise me to see that on here. YMCA, there's nothing wrong with that. Good I kind of like this playlist. I wouldn't call it from hell. I'd call it maybe from heck at best. Okay. <laughs> um, I, now, I do hate um, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Oh, I hate that song. I think that's probably on there for the, the very famous. The Wemo uh, Wave. Yeah. Uh, Wump There It Is by Tag Team. Another and, good song. Uh, it's a Small World. I guess that one, because you go to Disney World and you just hear it over yeah. and over and over. Um, what ride is that? It's a Small World? Is that the name of the ride, too? Yeah, I think so. Huh. It's been a while, but yeah. So, um, there's still plenty of jingles out there. I'm trying to think of a of a new jingle. Well, uh, they're they're all over um, sports radio. Oh, yeah? Because I listen to a lot of sports talk, and me and my lead guitarist, Eddie, who you know, and Better. El Cheapo. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> no, Eddie Cooper. Uh, we have been joking around about doing... Um, like a medley of, of radio jingles oh, in, yeah. in our set. Yeah. Because if you listen to sports radio, man, it's like the same ones. Well, over. like what? Well, looky, 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 here comes Cookie. Oh, yeah, Cook's Pest Control. Uh, Alarm Force. I haven't heard that one. Alarm Force. Big <laughs> I one. heard that one. Uh, oh, man, I can't think of them. But, yeah, I mean, there's just like, if you listen to any kind of sports radio, it's like the same ones. Over the ad that always sticks out to me when I think of like sports radio or talk radio is that one guy who's, he's like a, uh, trying to sell like some sort of um refi like he's a refinance guy he's like it's the biggest no-brainer in the history of oh Earth. yeah, yeah I, remember that guy. <laughs> I love that guy or if you've heard and this isn't even a jingle but a full-on song have you heard any of the bluebell ice cream commercials Mm-mm, i don't know it's pretty great how's it go oh i mean they're all different but it, it's all like this guy singing about like you know country morning and oh yeah the sound of uh birds chirping and yeah. it's like the the sound of coming home is what you taste when you eat bluebell ice cream right it's pretty funny which is a lie <laughs> um but like you said they sort of have gone out of fashion a little bit at least from the heyday even though they're still around yeah they still they are viewed somewhat as hokey i think if you stop and think about a commercial jingle or the concept of a jingle yeah it's hokey, even though you probably have 500 of them in your head that you could recall at any moment. Exactly. But, yes, if you are, say, um, the company responsible for running VW's advertising campaign, you're probably not going to use a commercial jingle. You're right. going to go the other route, yeah, which is to appropriate a pop song. Yeah, and in VW's case, they use Nick Drake. Which Great one. The song Pink Moon. Yeah, that's how I came to find out who Nick Drake was. That's how a lot of people came to find out. And that's what the article points out is a lot of times they can resuscitate careers. Yeah. Although in his case he passed away. But uh, he definitely like was way more popular after that commercial than he was before. Yeah. Um, Stereo Lab was also VW. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else? Um, I don't think they needed any help, but it was like a perfect fit. The um, Polyphonic Spree. Oh, yeah. They had the their, I can't remember the name of the song. It was like their huge, yeah, huge yeah. hit. Um, that was on a VW commercial, like when VW first came out with the new Beatle. Hey, and shout out to uh, Toby, right? Yeah, Toby. He was in the Polyphonic Spree. He's shooting a feature film right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. In uh, Louisiana. Like, he's shooting it. Yeah, Toby's a friend of uh, Josh and Yumi's who 
was in the polyphonic spree. Yeah, he played theremin. And now he is a... Oh, did he really? Yep. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, he was like uh, friends with a couple of them and said, hey, you know, uh, I, I want to be in the band. What do you need? And they're like, uh, how about theremin? And back then, anyone could be in the polyphonic spree. And he, it was huge. It yeah. was extensive. Um, and he went out and bought a theremin and taught himself how to play it and came back and was like, all right, I don't want to be in. And he like, went to Japan um, it's crazy. Like toured the world with the with the spree for a while. That's with the spree. Yeah. Um. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's making a movie now. Yeah. Well, he you know they had that short. Yeah, that he produced one, one at with, uh, South by Southwest. Yeah, starring Bonnie Prince Billy. That right. Was amazing. Now they're onto something else. It's like a feature film. Same same company. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyway, pop songs. <laughs> Getting back to that. Uh, they credit the Beatles, um, 1987 Nike commercial, uh, when Nike famously used Revolution. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's kind of starting this whole new wave of let's use, like, pay a lot of money to use really popular songs because it's not enough anymore. You can't just say our brand is better than yours. You, like, you want to identify your brand with a, uh, a, the public consciousness and a lifestyle. And right. Like um, uh, that Cat Stevens song, Wind of My Soul, and like the Timberland ad, that kind of struck me oh, as the yeah, same yeah. thing, too. Great song. Where it's like, put these shoes on and you will automatically. Yeah, I'm be surprised he went for that. I am, too. Hmm. I'd like to look into that. I wonder if he doesn't have the rights. It doesn't seem like something he would do. There's no way he doesn't have the rights to those songs. Yeah, that's true. But, um,. It is kind of, you You raise a point, like it is surprising that he would have gone for that. But apparently if you work on artists long enough or just wait for them to grow old and need money, <laughs> they uh, will eventually cave. Yeah, like or Sting. Yeah, he didn't need the money, but. Who, Sting? Nah, I doubt if he did it because he needed the money. He's or loaded. Yeah, I guess that's right. He has a castle. He did it for a reason, though. And it was probably money. <laughs> um, so in the 80s, when Sting was still, because, you know, the police started out as a punk band. Yeah. Um, and in the 80s, it was post-punk, but Sting still thought of himself as a pretty cool dude. Sure. And apparently, I don't know the company, but they approached Sting and said, hey, we want to use Don't Stand So Close to Me for our deodorant commercial. <laughs> Awful idea. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. And he, he very wisely said, no way. But then Jaguar said, hey, you know this terrible Desert Rose thing you have going on? We want to use that for our ad campaign. Right. And Sting said, way. Right. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big, you know, bands get accused of selling out uh, less these days, I think, because especially smaller bands, you, you just, you know, you, people think music is free now, so they're not making money selling records like right. they used to. Yeah. They break even on tours, these small bands. So I like, I've done a 180. I used to think like, ah, oh, I don't sell out. But now I'm like, dude, make whatever money you can while you can. Yeah. Uh, I know Band of Horses, one of my favorite, and Jerry's favorites. Um, they were kind of taken to the mat by some of their fans because they did. Uh, they licensed their movie to Chevy, and the dude uh, Ben Bridwell came out and was like, "No, you know what? I drive a Chevy. It's old, and maybe now I can get the AC fixed." Nice. <laughs> you know, he drives an old pickup truck, and he's like, "What's what's the problem?" Yeah, like we're trying to make a little dough here. Yeah, and uh, it's a product I believe in. Yeah, you know. Um the, that part in the movie, The Doors, mm-hmm. where like Jim Morrison is like off on like whatever for a while and comes back and sees that like um, Light My Fire's been oh, used right. in a Chevy commercial. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like the the Ray 
Conniff Singers or something yeah. doing it, and he's like, it's a catchy tune, and then well, starts breaking stuff. That brings up my, my biggest pet peeve today. Okay. Is this new thing, and it's not super new because they've been doing it, but it's like worse than it's ever been, when they will take a great classic song mm-hmm. and bastardize it and have some like lady session singer come in and sing like Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. but in a different way and talking about being like satisfied with your, you know, your new car. Right. And it's just, it's all over the place now and it's just the worst. Like, I would rather hear someone license their real song than hear them remake it with some awful session singer and change the words to fit their product. You know sure. what I'm saying? But then that corporation would take the Ben Bradwell stance and ben be Bridwell, yeah. ben, ben what? Bridwell. Ben Bridwell stance and be like, hey, man, we got to make our quarterly earnings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? No, or, it's not true. I was being totally <laughs> facetious. That doesn't count. It's not the same thing. Or the other thing now that – um like the Black Keys are suing Pizza Hut right now because what companies will do, and Tom Waits has sued people a bunch of times, like every other year he sues someone, because mm-hmm. they'll go in and they'll say, give us something Tom Waitsy," mm. Or, boy, listen to Gold on the Ceiling by the Black Keys. Can you do something like that? Mm-hmm. And these you know dudes that write these songs basically rip them off. And the Black Keys are watching Pizza Hut, and they're like, wait a minute, that's my song yeah. in a different, slightly different way, selling Pizzones. And so we're going to see you and take you to court. And that's when they get in court and, like, compare them side by side. And Well, you know, Ray Parker Jr. famously yeah, yeah. got messed up because he apparently ripped off I Need a New Drug, the Huey Lewis song. That's right. Did and he... I never really heard it. And then finally I it, it clicked. And I was right. like, oh, wow, that is really sick. Did he settle? He lost. I oh, don't know lost. if he settled or what, but he definitely lost that case. Uh, I guess finally we should talk a little bit about product placement because yeah. – um, Well, we had a whole product placement episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, obviously with TiVo and DVRs now, people are speeding through commercials, so you are going to find some product placement in your shows, mm-hmm. quite possibly our own even. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. But um, there are better ways than others to do it, and if you want a good laugh, go to the YouTube mm-hmm. and Google soap opera yeah. cereal. Yeah. And um, just watch. It's great. That's all I'm going to say. I, I watched that the other day. Yeah, did you? Yeah. It's so funny and awful. It's just, they're, it's colossally bad. Yeah. But it's so bad that like it's earned a place in the pantheon of pop culture now. So it did its yeah, job that's true. and then some. Yeah, I bet you there's a lot of hits on that on YouTube. Yeah. People a lot of hits. It. Honey, what are you doing? Just having some delicious Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Boy, these things really packed in fiber in there. The thing is, it's like a seven-minute-long scene. Yeah, it they, was awful. Like, they just are talking about Cheerios the whole time. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. Um, and there was a little product placement right there for you, Cheerios. So it was all over the place. Bonus. No, I mean just now. No, but I'm saying, geez, all we did was talk about brands. Hope we don't oh, yeah. Trouble. Cook's Pest Control owes us a check. <laughs> yeah, we're just come by and get the termites out of my house. That'd be nice. <laughs> I want to check. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody. If you're building a deck at work and you want to supercharge it, check out Canva presentations. Work docs have been the same for too long, but Canva docs are different. They're visual. They grab readers' attention with images, charts, tables, and videos playable right in the doc. Plus, docs don't have to be just words on a page. You can make your docs pop with Canva docs. That's right. And Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, HR, ops, marketing, and more, Canva presentations can be the solution for you. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, adding images, graphics, charts, data visualizations, all from a massive media library. It's super easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. So start designing today at canva.com, designed for work. That's C-A-N-V-A dot com. Um, let's see. If you want to learn more about commercial jingles, you can type those words into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And I said search bar, which means it's time for listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this, remember you asked for good uh, good causes in the yeah. white collar crimes? Yeah. This one's from Athens, Georgia. Oh, hey. So it made the cut. I've been there. Uh, love the show, guys. And now a segue into a shameless plug. Right to the point. Yeah. For a nonprofit in Athens, Georgia, I represent Free IT Athens, Frida. Uh, it's an all-volunteer um, nonprofit, and it is a grassroots organization dedicated to reclaiming discarded technology like computers, mm-hmm. refurbishing it, and distributing it to those in need. That's awesome. That's great. It makes perfect sense too. I think, in fact, I have some old stuff I could donate. You know, there's gold in there. There's like all sorts of rare earth and precious metals that, like, if you in the computer bind them, like a bunch of computers, you'd have a little gold nugget. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I'll do that instead. Yeah. Uh, we serve mostly low-income populations that cannot afford the latest and greatest technology. Uh, we also aim to reduce e-waste uh, through computer reuse and responsible recycling. Mm-hmm. We are currently in need of working laptops for a volunteer program. I know uh, a whole room full of them. <laughs> seriously. Uh, laptops are distributed to volunteers that complete our computer refurbishing program. We are interested in laptop computers that have been made within the last five years with little to no damage. Uh, donating your computer can change someone's life. And I imagine you can write that, that stuff off. You know, we really should see what they're going to do with this. See if we can get good ideas, guys. Uh, donating can change someone's life. I already said that. <laughs> but it can really change someone's life. No, no uh, petition. Financial donations are also welcome. Uh, so you can visit www.freeitathens.org. And thank you so much, guys. That is from Joel Isler in Athens. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate that. That is a very good cause. We'll see if we can help. Thank if, you. If not, or in addition to, hopefully there's a lot of uh, listeners in the Athens and Atlanta area that can help. Agreed. Or maybe people can mail them from all over. I'm sure you could. Or just go there and uh, give them a little cash. Give them 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. You could do that, too. Mm-hmm. 
What was it? Uh, FreeITAthens.org. That's right. Nice. Um, if you have a commercial jingle, we want to hear it. Send us a link. Sure. Some great forgotten commercial jingle. We want to hear about it. Um, you or can, the worst one ever. Yeah. Let's just start talking about this. Let's yeah. get a conversation going. <laughs> uh, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. And you can send us an email to StuffPodcast at Discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. In business, first impressions are everything. And that's why every business owner needs to know about Ruby. Ruby is the virtual receptionist company who screens, transfers, and takes messages 24-7, all while making your customers feel special. You definitely don't want to hire a subpar front desk person. And with Ruby, they engage with your callers in a conversational way, just like your best employee would. Never miss another customer call again. This year, make your business the best it can be. Visit ruby.com today or just call them at 844-900-RUBY.